There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. It's our Tuesday edition of the podcast, and we're certainly thankful for each of you that are listening during this off week. I know a lot of folks off today. Most school is off today. Most homeschoolers don't do much work, at least during the week between Christmas and New Year's. And so we're thankful for each of you to take the time to tune in, those of you that have supported us and have been a blessing to us and give us just good words, good strengthening words to help us. I've contacted us even recently about the podcast and what the help has been. I had a man, he may be listening now, and, and I, I just had a man that contacted me the other day, just said, what a blessing it is. Uh, to see Jesus Christ in Scripture. And uh, he said that he was challenged about that. Boy, he just started looking in the Scripture to try to find Jesus Christ. And boy, all the places he's found him. You can't exhaust him. He's in there. And I thank God for that. I thank God for finding him in the Scriptures. In Psalm 119, we'll return there again today and in verse 33. And again, these divisions, each one of these eight verses, is really kind of a standalone uh, poem, if you will, song, if you will, psalm according to the Word of God. Uh, and so each of those eight verses ties in, but they tie in as a whole in the chapter. We see the commandments and the statutes, and uh, we see that the judgments of God, we see the precepts of God, we see the ways of God, the testimonies of God, the law of God. And all through this psalm, each one of those eight verses in each one of these sections deals with that. So it all ties in together, but each one is kind of an eight-verse statement. Each one of these can be taken separately and then continue to the next one. And how we thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord that we've seen more and more things in Psalm 119. We'll just give what the Lord's given us for today. And when we look at this, we see, Teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. And by the way, the Lord is the great teacher for every saint of God. The Holy Ghost teaches men, instructs men, gives wisdom to men. And it's why so many today need formal education. They don't have the witness of God. They don't have the Holy Ghost to teach them. And then there are some that have, need formal education. Not in the sense of formal education. I mean religious training, Bible training. There are many men that outgrow their Bible training. But there are some I've met that have never outgrown their Bible training. If they didn't learn it in college, they're not going to learn anywhere else. If they didn't learn it in somebody else's book, they're not going to see it themselves. And the Word of God tells us why in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 2 says, Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. And then John told us, and of course, he saw these things in 1 John chapter 2, and he said in verse 27, but the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you, and ye shall need not that any man teach you, 
But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. If a man is willing to sit down with the word of God and study the laws, the precepts, the testimonies, the judgments, and is willing to spend that time with the Lord, then the Lord can teach him. Why? Because that anointing abides in us. Thank God that anointing is not going to leave us. Every child of God has that anointing of God, and they can learn the scriptures. So why is a pastor apt to teach? Why is he supposed to teach? Well, the things that God teaches him, he teaches to others. But the things that God is going to teach you, even as my pastor stood and preached on Sunday, the Holy Ghost was bearing witness with the Word of God and teaching me some things. And I text out an an exhortation on Sunday afternoon to several folks about what the Lord had shown me in the message and then meditating on the message on the way home. So my pastor taught things. But the Holy Ghost then took the things that he taught in the Word of God and expounded them unto me and taught me things personally that I needed to see. That's a marvelous working of God. I suspect that in our congregation, in that's been truly been born of God, I suspect that every person sitting there learns something different than what I learned because the Holy Ghost is their teacher. That's the marvelous thing about sitting under anointed preaching, the ministry of the Holy Ghost. God is our teacher. Verse 34, give me understanding and I shall keep thy law. Yea, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me to go in the path of thy commandments, for therein do I delight. Incline my heart unto thy testimonies and not to covetousness. And so again, we see the the commandments, we see the law, we see the precepts, we see the testimonies. And the psalmist here is asking the Lord to incline his heart to those things, to lean me closer to God, to draw me close. Why? So that he can be my teacher, so that he can instruct me, so that he can show me these things, so that he can teach me in the night season, teach me in the day season, teach me in times of sorrow, teach me in times of joy, consistently, even in my times of depression, my times of down times and low times and my high times, whatever it is, but he can be my teacher. But to do that, he must incline my heart unto his testimonies, not to covetousness. That lust of the eyes, that lust of the flesh, those things that covetousness puts in us, and my goodness, we see that lust in us and how it wars against the soul and wars against the things of God and wars against the teaching of God. And our heart is then inclined to those things, material things, temporal things, carnal things. So if the Lord would just incline my testimony, incline my heart unto his testimony, then he said, turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity and quicken thou me in thy way. So if I turn away my eyes from vanity, that's the lust of the eyes, pride of life, all of those things that take a hold of a man, no man has, has any temptation that's not been common to man. It's not going to take you if it's uncommon. There's no uncommon temptations. You're not the only one facing that temptation. Most men have faced that temptation. Most of you ladies have faced that temptation, that covetousness, that vanity. He said, well, quicken me in thy way. Make me alive in your way. Then notice the things we've obtained just in this chapter. We've inclined our heart to his testimonies. We've been taught his statutes. He gives us understanding, and our path is in his commandments. That's why God directs us this way. That's why God's leading this way. That's what he wants to do for the child of God. But then he must do this, establish thy word unto thy servant who is devoted 
to thy fear. So he has to ground us in something. What's he going to ground us? Thy word. Take the word of God and establish it in us. But began to put that seed in us. That seed is the word of God. And then it can begin to grow, begin to blossom. And he said unto thy servant, who is devoted to thy fear. And so when we fear God and we want to keep his testimonies and we want to obey his statutes and we want to do his law, then we are able to because the word of God has been established within us. There's a foundation laid in us of the word of God. So our faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That is the foundation. In verse 39, turn away my reproach, which I fear, for thy judgments are good. And then verse 40, behold, I have longed after thy precepts, quicken me in thy righteousness. So earlier he asked to be quickened in this way. Now he says, quicken me in thy righteousness. Make me alive in your righteousness, not my own. Not things I can boast of, not what I think I am. Lord, no, quicken me in thy righteousness. Make it something real, not something temporary, something lasting, something with hope, something with strength, something with endurance. So many today are falling by the wayside. There's no endurance. They've never been quickened in his righteousness. That's why they fall away. Verse 41, let thy mercies come also unto me, O Lord, even thy salvation according to thy word. That's why Simeon there And you come out of this Christmas season, Simeon's probably my favorite story in the word of God when he takes the baby Jesus and he holds him up and realizes this is the son of God. And he says, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Glory to God. Light has come to Israel. And so that's what he's looking for is the salvation of the Lord. And the saints of God today, salvation of the soul has already been accomplished. Our salvation is going to be at the appearing of Jesus Christ. When he delivers us from this vile flesh, delivers us from this wicked world, and he puts us into his kingdom forever with him. And my goodness, what a glory, what a joy. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He does it according to thy word. So shall I have wherewith to answer him that reproacheth me, for I trust in thy word. And so he knows the salvations in his word. Then he said, he trusts in thy word. And I love what our dear friend, Brother Maury up in New York said for many, many years now, he's been saying it, but you can't trust someone you don't believe in. And because they don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they can't trust the Lord Jesus Christ. And his statement always, I'm going to quote him on here, but his statement always, he spake of being told to trust people, being told to trust people. He said he couldn't trust anybody. And coming from the life that he lived and his life that he he was involved in, there was no trust. And I know for myself personally, I couldn't trust people because I myself was a crook. I myself was a con man, a liar and deceitful and, and covetous. And therefore, I couldn't trust others. And they say, hey, you know, hey, can I watch your house? No, you can't watch my house. Hey, can we stay at your house? No, you can't stay at my house. And everybody was an enemy because there was no trust. Why? Because I didn't believe. But oh, when I came to believe Jesus Christ, I learned to trust him. When I came to believe the word of God, I learned I can trust this man, Jesus Christ. I can tell him everything, and he doesn't spill his secrets. And I can go to him in prayer and pour out my heart to him, and he doesn't tell others what I've done. He doesn't tell others where I've been. He doesn't tell others what's wrong with me. Not only can I trust him with my secrets, and I can trust him with my life. I can trust him with my eternal destiny. I can trust him with my soul. 
This man that I have believed in, the Lord Jesus Christ, I can trust him to save my soul and secure me eternally in himself, and I'll live just as long as he lives. Why? Because I've been quickened in Jesus Christ. I've been made alive in Jesus Christ because I have trusted in thy word. He said, take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth, for I have hoped in thy judgments. And, you know, when I looked at this earlier, I thought to myself, you know, that's that's the statement that you and I make because we have trusted Christ. That word is in our mouths. The testimony of Jesus Christ is on my lips. And at a moment's notice, I ought to be able to tell any man about what Jesus Christ has done for me. And Lord, take not those words out of my mouth. Leave those words in my mouth. To the day I die, would you let me testify of your son, Jesus Christ? So shall I keep thy law continually forever and ever. That's verse 44. In verse 45, he said, and I will walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. And what a liberty it is to note the precepts of Jesus Christ. What a liberty it is to stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again in the yoke of bondage. And folks think we're in bondage because of religion. They think we're in bondage because of faith. They think we're in bondage because we don't live as other men. And they don't themselves realize they're in bondage to the bottle. They're in bondage to the drugs. They're in bondage to the fornication. They're in bondage to the perversion. They're in bondage to their covetousness. They're in bondage to their wants and their desires. And even more so, they're in bondage with their self-righteousness. They bind themselves in self-righteousness, and they set a, a mark that they themselves only can obtain. And then they demand others stick to that same mark as what they, there's no freedom in that. There's no liberty in that. Absolutely, it's in bondage, but I've been made free in Christ. He has made me free. Bless his holy name. So because of that, I'll walk at liberty, for I seek thy precepts. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. And so I'm willing to tell this testimony, he's saying, to anybody, including the king. If a king comes to me, I'll gladly tell him the testimonies of Jesus Christ, what he's done, who he is, how Jehovah God, here in the Psalms, has kept me, has put me in his way, has given me his law, has given me his precepts, has given me his testimonies, all the things this chapter speaks of, and I have kept them. And can I say to you, Mr. King, sir, he also can do that for you. If you're willing to seek his ways, He'll do that for you, Mr. King. He'll make you what you need to be. He'll give you liberty, even as a king. He said, I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. And what delight there is in the commandments of God. Oh, the flesh lies to us. The devil deceives us. The world presses in. There's no joy in God's commandments. Oh, it's grievous. His commandments are not grievous, but they're joyous to us. They keep us from evil. They keep us from harm. They keep us from damage. They keep us from self-destruction. And more than that, they keep us from sin. We'll obey the commandments of God. And he even said the word delight. This is above and beyond. This is a marvelous thing. And then verse 48, our last verse for today, says, My hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. So he tells, I lift up my hands to his commandments the commandments of God. I have loved his commandments, and I will meditate in thy statutes. And meditation, of course, is not some transcendental, weird event that you have. No, to sit and to think and to ponder and to shut out your surroundings and think about the precepts of God. That's what he means by meditate. 
You can meditate the things of God. You can meditate in the word of God, but you've got to take the time to do it. You have to be willing to sit and think and ponder, not the lust of the flesh, not the lust of the eyes, not the pride of life, not your calamity, not, not your injustices, not your own bitterness. And by the way, that's a lot of people too. Their bondage is their bitterness. They cannot forgive those that hurt them. And that bondage is upon them because of their own bitterness. Yeah, Christ wants to free you from that. He wants to set you at liberty from that bitterness. He wants to free you from that bitterness and give you righteousness in Jesus Christ. And to do so, you must meditate upon him. You must search him out. You must incline your heart unto him, that he can get a hold of your heart, that he can get a hold of your life, that he can take his precepts and put them upon you, take his law and write it upon fleshly tables of your heart, and that God himself will testify not only through you, but of you because of his son. That's a miracle that only God can do. That's the miracle of the new birth. Would you join us again tomorrow on the podcast? Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the re-